Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The fact of the matter was that the whistleblower information was given to the inspector general who gave it to the Justice Department. The Justice Department decided not to investigate, and that is why it went to the House. So to say that in the Clinton investigation that these people were interviewed by the House, one, they weren't, and to say that it wasn't done by the Justice it wasn't done by the Justice Department because the Justice Department refused to carry out the okay. investigation. There t- Get your facts straight. Okay. Dear Lord, Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace taking out all his frustrations on Katie Pavlich on Fox News. What's going on, man? Is there no bourbon left? Impeachment makes everybody absolutely crazy. And for what purpose? For what value? Take a breath. I mean, it made ABC, NBC, and CBS so crazy, they didn't even cover Pam Bondi, one of President Trump's lawyers, the former attorney general of Florida, discussing Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and Burisma. Everybody's flipping out. And there ain't no need for it. The only thing we have to do is get into it. There's overwhelming evidence. There is no evidence. Come early for game day. We don't play games. We're always in the court of the Senate. 2020 is looking really easy. The official 2020 impeachment pregame show. Only on Tony Katz Today. Pam Bondi had a lot to say about Hunter and about Joe. Why does it matter? It matters because much of the case that the Democrats have made is predicated on these two individuals. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Right? The president is doing all of this because he was trying to make a deal. Trying to make a deal. About, I'll get you the aid, but you engage the investigations. Right? So therefore, these two matter a great deal. Pam Bondi, talking very, very clearly about the issue and about the people. They spoke to you for over 21 hours, and they referenced Biden or Burisma over 400 times. And when they gave these presentations, they said there was nothing, nothing to see. It was a sham. They say sham. They say baseless. Because they say this because if it's okay for someone to say, hey, you know what? Maybe there's something here worth raising then their case crumbles. Because they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that there is no basis to raise this concern. In early 2014, Joe Biden, our Vice President of the United States, led the United States foreign policy in Ukraine with the goal of rooting out corruption. Now, now make sure you understand what she's saying here. This has often been... uh Uh, referred to uh, as managing the portfolio. So when you hear managing the portfolio, it's the same conversation. 
right, that hears Joe Biden basically in charge of of policy regarding Ukraine on this corruption issue. His son, Hunter Biden, ends up on the board of Burisma, working for and paid by the oligarch Solchevsky. Ambassador Kurt Volkler explained that Burisma had a, quote, very bad reputation as a company for corruption and money laundering, end quote. House managers didn't tell you that. Hunter Biden's decision to join Burisma raised flags almost immediately. The Washington Post ran a story about it. It said, the appointment of the vice president's son to a Ukrainian oil board looks nepotistic at best, nefarious at worst. Everybody at the time knew that Hunter with Burisma was a bad deal. One of the things that was discussed regarding Marie Yovanovitch, that's the former ambassador to the Ukraine, that's the woman uh, who Trump said get her out of there, which leads us to the whole Lev Parnas tapes thing, which, well, it's embarrassing that there's a recording of the president out there. I've never seen so many recordings in all my life, dear Lord. It's like everybody just watched Get Smart and was like, oh, we can do this. Yovanovitch was trained in her confirmation hearings to deal with the question about Hunter Biden and and Burisma. That's how big of a deal that was. And this must be a big deal because the networks didn't cover it. Funny that they didn't cover Pam Bondi. I guess they hate women. (laughs) What? Oh, I'm sorry. Only they can use that one? No, thank you. Ken Starr. And so the appropriate question, were crimes alleged in the articles in the common law of presidential impeachment in Nixon? Yes. In Clinton? Yes. Here? No. A factor to be considered as the judges in the high court come, as you will, individually to your judgment. This concept of the crime is a big, big deal and one that seems to have been missed because what the Democrats have done is is gone about allegations. Take a look at their two articles. Article one is, and and I may be getting one or two, but I'm just naming the two. I don't know which one they consider one and two. Article one is obstruction of Congress. Article two is abuse of power. Abuse of power is a catch-all. It is a complete and total catch-all. It is, it goes on, it go, there's nothing you can't put there. Now, I was really going to gonna wait to get to Dershowitz, but if you did not hear Alan Dershowitz last night engaged on this very issue, oh my gosh, Dershowitz was stunning. This is why he's one of the preeminent lawyers in America, because he understands the law and he understands history. And you understand that Dershowitz is a Democrat, this Harvard lawyer, and I'm not a fan of Harvard lawyers, is a Democrat. He was very, very clear. I didn't vote for Trump. I voted for Hillary Clinton. But I'm here because I am opposed to the abuse of power that comes forth from Congress. 
This is what he said on that subject. Of separation of powers and checks and balances. It cannot be an obstruction of justice, and some other lawyers have made this argument today more thoroughly, for a president to demand judicial review of legislative subpoenas before they are complied with. The legislature is not the constitutional judge of its own powers. That's a great line. The legislature is not the constitutional judge of its own powers. That's a great line. But if we were to take this abuse of power nonsense, if we were to take this and extrapolate it out throughout history, who else would fall into this line of, well, they could be impeached because of abuse of power? That's what Alan Dershowitz did. I will now give you a list of presidents who in our history have been accused of abusing their power, who would be subject to impeachment under the House manager's view of the Constitution. George Washington, refusal to turn over documents related to the Jay Treaty. John Adams, signing and enforcing the Alien and Sedition Laws. Thomas Jefferson, purchasing Louisiana without congressional authorization. I'll go on. John Quincy Adams, Martin Van Buren, John Tyler, arbitrary, despotic, and corrupt use of the veto power. James Polk, here I quote Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln accused Polk of abusing his power of his office, contemptuously disregarding the Constitution, usurping the role of Congress, and assuming the role of dictator. He didn't seek to impeach him, he just sought to defeat him. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln was accused of abusing his power for suspending the writ of habeas corpus during the Civil War. President Grant. Grover Cleveland, William McKinley, Theodore Roosevelt, William Taft, Woodrow Wilson, Franklin Roosevelt, Harry Truman, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, quote, concerning Iran-Contra, and now I say Professor Lawrence Tribe said the following, quote, therein lies what appears to be the most serious breach of duty by the president, a breach that may well entail an impeachable abuse of power. George H.W. Butch. The following was released today by the Clinton-Gore campaign. In the past weeks, Americans have begun to learn the extent to which George Bush and his administration have abused their governmental power for political purposes. That's how abuse of power should be used, as campaign rhetoric. It should be in statements issued by one political party against the other. That's the nature of the term. Abuse of power is a political weapon. And it should be leveled against political opponents. Let the public decide. But it's not an impeachable offense. Because, as Alan Dershowitz so well states, it is subjective. It is a almost, uh, let's, let's call it a term of art. Utilized when enjoyable. But as an article of impeachment, it is laughable to the point of sadness. And as for obstruction of Congress, as we have laid out, obstruction of Congress comes from the House Democrats saying, we want these documents, and the White House saying, let's go to a court and decide if I have to give give you those documents, and now the House says uh, obstruction of Congress. That's what we're talking about. Everything else regarding Bolton and the quid pro quo... has nothing to do with the articles that the House of Representatives have presented, that I should take that back, that the Democrats in the House of Representatives have presented. Zero. 
These two articles were a non-starter from the beginning. They remain a non-starter now. And Dershowitz did a very good job of showing how that is. Who also did the good work? That would be Ken Starr. Who discussed what happens when you live in a world where impeachment is a weapon. The Reno regulations seem to signal a return to traditional norms. Impeachment would no longer be embedded in the actual laws of the land, but returned to the language of the Constitution. But in the meantime, America's constitutional DNA and its political culture had changed. Even with the dawn of the new century, the 21st century, impeachment remained on the lips of countless Americans and echoed frequently in the people's house. The impeachment habit proved to be hard to kick. Ironically, while this was happening here at home, across the Atlantic, the use of impeachment as a weapon disappeared. In the United Kingdom, from which, of course, we inherited the process, impeachment was first used more than two centuries before those first settlers crossed the Atlantic. But upon thoughtful examination, a number of modern-day parliamentary committees looked and found impeachment to be obsolete. I would argue that it's not obsolete, that it has a place, and we should be glad that it is possible. I never once have made the argument that there isn't a reason to remove a president. There, the moments come. The moments will come in the future. We should have the options. I don't disagree with this. The argument is from the rational mind that abuse of power and obstruction of Congress are not those reasons. And since the Democratic Party, this Democratic Party, today's Democratic Party has been telling us since the election they were going to impeach. The Washington Post had a headline on the day that Trump was inaugurated or it was the day after. The impeachment of Donald Trump has begun. Everybody was in on the gag. Everybody wanted to do this. And now they got their chance. They thought they could do it on the idea of Russian collusion. You're going to have to repeat that for me. I said, Robert Mueller, they thought they could do it on Russia collusion. Russia, Russia, Russia. Then they thought that that after that was going to be obstruction. Then they got the Ukraine uh, phone call and they got all sorts of excited. Yes, 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 yes. And then they came up with abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Producer Ari asked me a question. He said, uh, is there no place where abuse of power could be an impeachable uh, offense? And my answer is, if someone did something so egregious that you were going to impeach them, you would be able to associate a crime with it. In the case of Bill Clinton, yes, abuse of power was discussed, uh, but it was perjury, which, by the way, is impeachable in my view. You lie under oath, you got to go. I don't think 
There's any question about that. Do gotta go. That's right. But you would you would have the you would have the offense and therefore the crime. Ken Starr spells it out very, very well that no crimes have been alleged. Not a one. Now, how does John Bolton play into all of this? In John Bolton's manuscript, I will get to that coming up. I'm Tony Katz.